We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. So should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Marketing Nerds. This is Kelsey Jones, Executive Editor of Search Engine Journal. And I'm joined here today by Amanda D. Silvestro. She is the Online Content Manager for Higher Visibility. And she's also been a longtime SEJ writer. So Amanda, thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is how you come up with content ideas because besides writing for SEJ, you also write for a lot of other outlets and for the Higher Visibility blog. And so I thought it'd be cool to talk about how to find things to write about because I know a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely the hardest part of my job. Um, I write probably at least five hours every single day. Um, wow. Pretty much, you know, SEO all the time, and so it can definitely be a struggle. Um, in terms of finding story ideas, my biggest way that I do it is just um, comes from a lot of reading. So whether I'm actually looking for story ideas or not, I always try to stay up to date on the blogs. Um, and as I read, I kind of see if there's anything I can pick out that I don't understand, or if there's certain terminology that someone uses that I had never heard before, and then I'll write that down on a piece of paper, and that almost always. Um, I can kind of find a different angle or it'll spark a question in my own mind that gets me to write a new article that maybe hasn't been asked before or covered before. Yeah, that's a good idea. I, I do that kind of with Evernote. So I have a running list of topic ideas in an Evernote file. And I like using that because then I can access it from my phone or my computer or my mm-hmm. iPad, and that makes it really easy that wherever I have an idea, I can just add it to Evernote, and then I don't have to worry about forgetting it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think just about all writers have to have that, because um, it's just it can be so difficult sometimes. But uh, yeah, just as long as I do a lot of reading, uh, I'm always surprised at how big that list gets, and that's usually kind of where I start. What about, has, has there ever been times when you needed to brainstorm topic ideas on a specific topic? Like if, if someone came to you and said, please, can you write something about social media? Is that process a little bit different when you, you know the area that you want to write about or you've been assigned a, you know, a specific article? Right, definitely. Yeah, so then you're kind of at square one if you look at that list and you don't have anything that falls into those parameters that someone gives you then you're kind of back to square one and you have to go online. And again, I do this something similar. I sort of just research kind of random ideas and see if anything, you know, gives me any kind of idea of something that I can write about. Um, and then that kind of gets into some of the tools I use as well. So uh, I'm not sure if you want to talk about that now, but those always help me um, when it comes to coming up with certain very specific content ideas. Yeah, I, I definitely want to talk about that because I'm always on the lookout for new tools that help me, you know, find things to write about or come up with uh, blog topic titles. What are some of your favorite tools? Uh, well, one tool that I definitely uh, like to use when I have to come up with something specific is I like to go to Quora. That's probably my favorite. So that's something I definitely wanted to mention. Um, it seems a little bit unconventional, but when you go there, I find that that's full of different ideas that 
aren't necessarily something that's already, it's not necessarily something that's already been covered, but it always um, kind of sparks different things that people are thinking about out there. And that usually brings my mind to a place of, you know, oh, I can ask this question in more detail or I can write this answer uh, with a different spin on it. So that's my favorite tool, definitely. Yeah, I think Quora is definitely an untapped resource for a lot of people. Um, you know, you don't even think, a lot of people don't even think about using it, but it's actually a pretty active community and you can find uh, conversations about almost every topic or industry that you could think of. Right. And the great thing about Quora too, and this is another way that I kind of brainstorm ideas is you can actually ask, you know, a very targeted audience. So a lot of times I'll even ask if people reach out to me and ask me a question, I'll kind of let them know, listen, if there's anything that you ever, uh, you know, have questions about or want to learn more about, let me know. And I might be able to just write an entire article about it. So I almost feel like it's my responsibility to kind of do that for people because I have so much time to write. So, Yeah, that's awesome. I Another place that I know I need to take advantage of more is Reddit. Um, there's tons of subreddits on almost any topic, and they have a marketing one, which mm-hmm. is normally when I write. That's what I write about now, obviously. So uh, Reddit might also be a good option for people listening that – Um, need to find ideas in a specific niche because there's hundreds, if not thousands of subreddits out there. Yeah, I totally agree. I've done that a little bit. I actually would like to do it more. So I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) Um, Another tool, set of tools, I guess, that I really like are topic idea generators. So um, there's these tools like Portent has one. I think RYP has one. HubSpot has one Mm -hmm. where you put in a keyword and it spits out possible title ideas because I find a lot of times just coming up with a title once I have that it seems like the rest of the article falls in place what is that so so what I do is I do title first then subheaders and then the article from there what's your kind of process when you're creating an article yeah so that's actually um kind of exactly my process um the uh, the title generators, I find they don't work that well for me, but what they do do is, like I've been talking about before, is they spark an idea. So I'll usually look at it and I'll say, I don't really like that, but this would be good. And so it kind of gives me inspiration. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, when I write the article, I always write the subheadings first. Um, a lot of times, if it's a confusing topic, I'll, I'll have a little section just kind of about the basics of the topic. And I always write that first, which it helps me as a writer because I get a little more familiar with the topic. And then I think it also helps readers, you know, do the same thing. So that's definitely where I would I would say that I start when I write an article. Yeah, and you brought up a really good point earlier how if you read something and you don't really know enough about it to do an article about it, um, I think that that's a great strategy. I've done that a lot, especially with Google Analytics because Google Analytics is so um, complex that mm-hmm. I find if I have an excuse to research it, then it helps me learn better. And then hopefully my audience is learning something as well. Yep, exactly. A lot of times I, especially Google Analytics, I have questions already just when I'm trying to use it. And then I'm like, oh, well, this is perfect. I'll write an entire article about it. If I'm researching online and I can't find the answer, then I dig into it. I ask people who might be no more. And those are always the best articles. Yeah, for sure. Because you're naturally curious about it. And I think that comes across in the writing. Yep, exactly. Um, Do you ever, and I struggle with this sometimes, especially since I work from home, 
do you ever get writer's block? So even though, you know, you have an article that's outlined and has your headers, have you ever found yourself just sitting there kind of like, oh, I don't know what to do? And, and what are some strategies if you have any to kind of break through? Yep, definitely. So kind of what we've been talking about the whole time, my writer's block comes the most from coming up with story ideas. So sometimes I'll look at it at a piece of, pa of paper and I just can't think of anything to write about. Um, but when I do have something to write about and I still get writer's block during the article, uh, generally what I do is I'll, I'll start with the subsection that I think is easiest, even if it's not first, mm -hmm. and I'll just get that done and out of the way. And then I find that that kind of gets me rolling a little bit, gets me a little more motivated, and then it starts to help me uh, just write the whole thing and get a little deeper into it. So that's what I would say for that. Yeah, that's, a, that's good advice. One thing that I've done um, besides, like you said, write, in, write the easiest section first, which I think is awesome advice. I also sometimes will write the conclusion or the and or the introduction first because I feel like those, those are pretty easy to write. And it yeah. kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. Yeah, I like doing that too, especially um, it sounds kind of crazy to write the conclusion first, but that kind of puts into perspective for you as a writer where you're trying to go. And so that actually helps me a lot. I, I don't think a lot of people do that, but I do that definitely. What is your uh, research process? So as you're writing, do you kind of research for links to provide um, backup sources or statistics as you go? Or do you kind of compile that stuff up front? Like, like if you were writing something about, I don't know, bounce rate, would you look up statistics for that first or would you, you know, do it while you're writing? Um, that's an interesting question. I'd say, of course, it depends. Usually, I have at least a little bit of research already up and ready to go before I start writing the article. I give them a few reads before I start writing just to make sure I'm not missing anything. And as I'm writing, um, sometimes I'll, I'll leave a space because I think it'll be a perfect spot for a, a statistic or some sort of a case study. And then I'll go back to it at the end and then I research and find kind of the more... So I guess I should say general... Uh, I research first, and then the more specific things I want, I research during the article. Yeah, I think you're right that it depends on the type of content because I think every different platform has a different voice, and some you know platforms expect more research versus others. Yep, definitely. Um, so kind of going back to the idea of the writer's block, I know one thing that I had asked you about earlier that I wanted to touch on was um, taking breaks, which I kind of asked about this, but I kind of want to take it in a different position or a different uh, way, I guess. So it's crazy to me that you write for five hours a day like that. That's awesome. Do you ever um, like get just fatigued from writing and do you have to take breaks in between each article or do you just drop, you know, hammer them out all at once? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I definitely take <laughs> between articles and so five hours maybe is not true every single day that's what I shoot for at least um yeah. plus emails for the rest of the time and you know things like that but um yeah I have to take breaks in between for sure uh it, it can definitely be very daunting but I have a schedule I try to stick to uh that works pretty well so sort of in the morning I make sure that before I check any social media or before, you know, I leave my room, I, I do a certain amount of things. So I sort of set goals as the day goes on, which does help me, you know, not go crazy, I guess. 
Yeah, I, I think because writing such a creative outlet, it's really easy to get burned out or a lot of times I've had clients in the past and, and I'm even struggling this with this with my own blog um, at Moxie.Dot is I know I need to have a blog and I need to have content on there. So a lot of times I'll put content on there just because I feel like I'm supposed to, but it's <laughs> not the best it could be. And so I think a lot of people struggle with keeping up with a good um, time spent on writing or a good level of writing and still making it high quality. I mean, mm-hmm. are there any, you know, ways that, I don't know, strategies to make it, you're, you're, you know, you're writing repeatedly or on a regular basis, but it's still really high quality and you don't get burned out? I guess the biggest thing I would say for that is it all comes down to what you're writing about. So I would say spend a lot of a lot of time thinking of quality good ideas that maybe other people haven't written about before. So even if it takes you, you know, a few hours even just to come up with some really good ideas, that's what keeps the writing quality, I think. If you're just writing something just to get it done and, you know, it's obviously you know everything there is to know about it you know, that's not fun for you as a writer. And also those articles never do very well. So yeah, my advice would be, yeah, just spend time on thinking of ideas. Have you ever experimented with different types of content like, um, you know, video or, you know, something like SlideShare or kind of mixing up the content medium? Or do you mainly do just written articles? Um, I would love, I mean, I'm such a huge believer in that. I actually write about it all the time. Uh, I use SlideShare, definitely. Um, I would love to do more video, love to do some more infographics, but generally I just write um, your traditional text, kind of whatever the editor's looking for, um, sort of a thing. So that's why I love doing podcasts and different things like this. So it gives me another outlet for sure. Yeah, I mean, I try to recommend to people that varying your content helps keep it more interesting, too. So if you're, you know, like I said, if you're struggling with coming up with cool content that's high quality on a regular basis, it might be beneficial to start doing podcasts or start doing video or, you know, kind of branch out a little bit more. Yep, I definitely agree. That's something that higher visibility sort of has on the horizon, Um need to set up, you know, some good video equipment and things like that. But I think we're, we're pretty close to getting there. So awesome. Yeah. So that kind of reminds me, um, since you, you know, are the content manager there at higher visibility, I know you write for a lot of outlets. How did you get into writing for other places besides your company's own website? Yep, that that was tough. Um, I would definitely say that's difficult. I uh, I worked at um, business.com, so I've been doing this for about four years, and it was a little bit easier four years ago, to be honest. <laughs> and so I was able to build up a pretty big portfolio of my own writing. So when I go out and talk to editors, I can tell them that I've already written, you know, at this site and that site, and I have examples of my work. And that usually helps a lot, you know, to have your name out there and your face out there. So yeah. obviously it's a long, kind of a long process, but, uh, you know, it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of feeds into the whole idea of personal branding and working on, you know, your own portfolio and what you're putting out there so it's easier for people to find you. Yep, absolutely. If anyone, yeah, you know, you have to be really, I used to have to be especially very proactive and talking to people and, 
you know, asking them if they wanted an interview with me and, you know, things like that. And it didn't, I got ignored a lot, but, you know, it, it works out in the end, so. Yeah, I think if you keep trying, eventually someone's going to give you a chance. And when you blow them out of the water and, you know, make the content amazing then and they publish it, you can use that as a springboard to reference when you're trying to get published elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got to have that good portfolio. Yeah, for sure. So to kind of, you know, wrap it up or to close out the podcast, what are some tips you could give to the audience for, you know, turning out really high quality articles that are really well written, but on a reasonable pace, whether that's, you know, two to three times a week or daily? Do you have any, you know, tips or tricks that make that whole process easier? Um, I mean, definitely, you know, don't get in you know, too far over your head. I know everyone's always says, oh, you need content, 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 frequency all the time. And that is so important. Um, but the most important thing is obviously that you, that you have the time to write. Um, sometimes it helps if you're struggling with your own blog. Sometimes it helps if you have maybe guest writers every once in a while to just take the pressure off you a little bit. Um, and then another thing, like I said before, just spend time on coming up with good ideas and that's how your content's going to be quality. In my opinion, um, talk to people, see what people want to read about, see what you want to write about. And then that usually makes for, for a quality article that actually won't take you as long as you would expect. Sometimes the fun articles are faster to write than the boring ones that you know everything about. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good advice. Uh, well, Amanda, thank you so much for joining me. I a lot of really great insight into your process. Yes, thanks so much for having me. Again, this is Kelsey Jones, Executive Editor at Search Engine Journal, and Amanda D. Silvestro of Higher Visibility. Thank you. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.